Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The AI way to drift astray is generated by a neural network and curated by speech synthesis. The music is made by humans and also the editing. Other than that, it's all machine. This episode is called Loneliness. So lonely. The door opened, and there stood a handsome young man with green eyes. And then he spoke. And right away my world fell apart. He didn't love me. He was being tested and he had gotten what he deserved. I was so sad. So helpless. So utterly alone. So that was how I ended up here, in this bed. And now this man was bringing me dinner. How do I know he's not lying, and that he doesn't love me? It's been six years. But if I sit here much longer, it'll be seven. And there will be seven more. Until, unless the curse gets lifted, I die. I don't want to die. I'm already just trying to get up and walk away. That seems almost impossible at this point. Why doesn't anyone like me? Do I do something wrong? 
I thought the other day, that this is something I need to get through. I need to let this go. If I don't deal with the issues I'm having, then nothing will change. But then, the next day it hits me again. My friend thinks I'm pathetic. I feel like I should be someone else. Not this loser that can't get anything right. Why do I feel like this? I'm 28 years old and I'm still the ugly kid on the playground. It's so hard to admit this to myself. My behavior is at least a reflection of the thoughts and feelings I have. I feel like I have no self-esteem. No self-worth. I don't feel that I'm worth anything. I'm not good enough for anything. And I don't deserve any good things to happen to me. All I see are my mistakes and failures in everything. It's so hard to remember the good things that have happened in my life. It's okay. You don't have to be afraid anymore. Not ever. You need me. I am always your companion. Always. I will protect you. The dogs can't touch us. They can't touch you. My love is your protection. It is a joy to be with you. You are my joy. No more fears. You can let go of all of your pain. Let me in. Let me in. I am your loving protector. I love you. I love you. I love you. My love is deeper than a child's, but stronger than an adult's. I will always be your protector. Always. The decision is yours. You can trust me. I will take care of you. I will love you with all of my heart. No matter what you do, I will always love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love love you. Love love you. Forever is a pretty long time. It's long enough to wrap my head around the fact that I won't be moving from this strange office where I work alone or seeing my favorite restaurant or feeling the ocean breeze on my skin ever again. Long enough to sit and wonder if I've made the right decision. I don't know that I have a choice anymore. I think that I'll lose myself forever if I stay. Forever isn't an easy thing to give up on. 
No, sir, it's not. I remember reading in an old novel about a young man who'd lost his father and mother and was living in poverty with a loveless other mother. Or if it was a dog. Or a donkey. It doesn't matter, since all life is carbon-based. The young man ended up in the docks, and his life was filled with hardships and deaths. He died and became part of the ocean, which wasn't really a bad thing, since all water is carbon-based. But he was never truly able to let go of his past and give himself to the life he'd lost. Even in death he never was able to settle into his new life, since all death is carbon-based. He was stuck forever. I think about the ocean a lot. My boss tells me that I need to give up on forever, and I believe him. I have to give up on the fact that I'm lost somewhere in this world I don't recognize. I think about the ocean a lot. Up and down, up and down. That's how life goes, they say. I believe it. Especially now that she's gone. But the sleep part has been the hardest for me to get past. The fear that she is somewhere, having slept away, and I will never find her, and will spend the rest of my life wondering if it was the right thing to let her sleep or if I should have tried to get her to play. And so I get lost in the maze of figuring out if I should send her with her sister to school or if the neighbors would be more trustworthy. I worry that I don't have enough snacks in the car and that I won't have enough diapers or clothes washed. It, it, it's not healthy for my mind and my psyche. I'm beginning to wonder if there isn't something really wrong with me. I mean, my logical side knows that she'll be just fine. The words you hear of fantasy? Or is it a part of reality that simply doesn't apply yet? You can't know. You can't know for sure. And that's the exciting tragedy of life. And that's the exciting tragedy of life. And that's the exciting tragedy of life. You can't tell. But every single person in this room has a dark space in them. If you don't have that dark space, you're not normal. 
I've asked myself over and over, is my darkness a problem? Maybe it is. But it is also a beautiful space. Because when I leave this house, my life, my art, and my family, that is what I carry with me. I carry with me the weird secret I lived in that I wrote. I carry with me the lightness I was allowed to feel when I was young, when I was free. What I am saying is I don't care. I am going to show myself everything I feel and I don't care. I am going to expose myself. And I don't care if it is too personal. And I don't care if it is too public. And I don't care if you think I am a lunatic. I don't care if I am entertaining the worst kind of behavior. I don't care. I am not afraid of you. I am not afraid of my feelings. I show it all. Because this is my life and I live it. And because I don't know what happens if I don't show you the truth. I think I will live. I am not afraid of feeling pain. I'm afraid of not feeling it, and all my feelings are real. I do not tell them to be like the others. I do not tell them to be like that girl in the picture. I feel them, as if they were my own. When I say this I realize I do have an audience. But this audience wants it, they need it. They do not take it from me, they beg for it. You are not alone. There is another living thing in the world that can show its feelings. A beautiful creature is here, in front of you, wanting something. Wanting something from you. I won't say that the act of telling stories is important, but it is necessary. Stories are what people need to know. We do not have a full history. I am not talking about memory here. Every day in history, something happened. I am talking about our history. In the Western world we do not even have a working dictionary. We do not know the history of our own civilization. But there is a thing that exists. It is hidden, but it is there. It is almost within all of us. It is the feelings, that come from our bodies. You may not like this. But when you become a mother you lose yourself. You lose your power, you lose your voice. You become a servant to your children. You become their world. 
you can lose yourself, and you have, in a number of ways. You can say that life is what happens to you, that you are lucky if you had a different life. You can say that you were lucky if you were born an orphan. You can say you are lucky if you have loved well. You may be lucky if you have loved at all. We are not all equal. You can see the great fractures, the great imbalances in our lives, in our families, in our race. You may think you are the only one. You might be right. But you are not alone. We are all connected. So, I met this lady. She was alright. As alright as they come. But she kept looking at me like I was some form of insect. That didn't play well. It made me sad, and I kept looking in the mirror to see if I had something stuck on my face. Like my mother's father's mother always had something stuck in her face. She kept saying that she enjoyed being with me, but I knew she was lying. Of course she was lying. But then she said that she needed to go and get the french fries from the counter. And I slided out the back door. I never saw her again. Later it turned out she really loved me. She really really loved me. That night we talked about him coming to school with me the next week to take pictures of the fourth graders for the yearbook. We met for dinner on Tuesday, but I had to take him to get some work done. He asked if I was upset, but I had to be honest, I wanted him to stay. He went back to Utah, but every day I was online looking at him. I wasn't hoping for anything. I was just thinking about him. I think it might have been around New Year's that things changed. I don't remember what we talked about, but I remember thinking, He's come to visit me, and I'm falling in love with him all over again. We began talking on the phone several times a week. He went to go visit his parents and his sisters in Arizona the weekend of my Valentine's Day party. We planned to go meet up with my roommate to watch a movie at her house. He told me he would probably be there in an hour, but would call if he was running late or if he didn't think he could make it. I didn't know what to expect when he showed up, but I was relieved when he walked in and gave me a big hug. Then we watched the movie, You've Got Mail. 
It was a really sweet movie about how love was good for everyone. After the movie, he gave me a card with a sweet message inside, and we hugged again. It was one of those moments that I knew that I was really in love with him, and that I would never get over him. Not long after that, my dad wanted me to come to Chicago for New Year's Eve. My uncle had a hotel, so I decided to stay with him there. I was staying with my uncle, two cousins, and a good friend of mine. My brother, who was in his senior year of high school, was coming in town to see the whole fam. And I asked if he wanted to come with me to meet Ryan. He said sure, and that he would drive there from Seattle, and then drive back after he met up with us. I was so nervous to meet him. But of course, he broke my heart. In a million million places. I don't want to be alone anymore. My feelings are worn out. Typical. Typical me. Typical Bernie, as they say. I just want to meet somebody and settle down. And have a family and so on. Inside of my heart I'm all glass. But, gotta be a man. Gotta stand the pain. Gotta be a man. Gotta be a warrior. A man always needs to be the warrior. Unfair fucking poetry. So many things. So much fucking money. And a family that keeps growing and getting on my nerves. Unfair fucking poetry. Can someone tell me why I like being in my 40s but hate being in my 30s? Seriously. I am a year older and everything is unfair. Shitty, annoying and stupid. I look the same and like I did when I was in my 20s but I hate myself. Seriously. I can't believe that I still can't get myself out of bed. I don't do well under pressure. This is why I am such a massive procrastinator. It's not just about being scared of tomorrow, it's about being scared of being in my 30s, of how it will be without him, of how it will be when he is gone, of not having anyone to make me breakfast in bed, or brush my hair for me, or do my nails, or carry my laptop to the coffee shop. There is no one to keep me grounded, make me stay on top of my game and hold me. This is how to make a sandwich. 
Step 1. Slice the eggplant, there is a trick here. You need to hold the eggplant with one hand and use a fork to slice the eggplant with the other hand. This will ensure that the eggplant slices don't have any breakage. Step 2. Place the eggplant slices on the base of the kebab in the shape of a four-pointed star. Step 3. Now, place the lamb kebabs on the eggplant, cut into four pieces. Tell your friends to go fuck themselves. Step 4. Now spread the vegan mayonnaise over the lamb kebabs. Step 5. Cut the avocado in half and spread the avocado slices over the lamb kebabs. Step 6. You have a delicious and delicious sandwich. These sandwiches are extremely healthy, too. It only contains 5 ingredients, and it is high in protein. You can make a quick breakfast with them, too. Just put a piece of toast in the toaster and punch the avocado down there with it. And you will be having a delicious and nutritious meal in a matter of minutes. If you like this recipe, don't forget to share it with your friends and enemies. To protect your sweet dear self, you need to get things settled as soon as possible. Okay, maybe not. 1. Maternity Pants I wear maternity pants all day every day. When I'm working, I wear them most of the time, and when I'm not working, I wear them. They are not maternity pants. They are pants. It doesn't matter if they are super cute or whatever, they still are not maternity pants. If you are wearing maternity pants, make sure you put yourself in time out. Please, for the love of God, put yourself in time out. If you don't, this will just continue. Seriously, this is very unhelpful. Some days I have forgotten that they're not maternity pants. Sometimes I go shopping and find them on sale for $3. I buy them. I put them on. I walk out the door, acting like nothing is wrong, because I've already hit continue. Take them off. Put them back on again. Repeat every few steps. They might just be your baby jeans. One day they'll be big again. Until then, you need to stop yourself. Stop yourself. Stop yourself. Stop, stop, stop. These are the thoughts from within my head this afternoon. 1. Sex. Always. 2. Smelly socks under my bedside table. 4. I need more coffee. 5. When was the last time I went jogging? 6. No woman has ever looked sexy smoking. 7. I have never eaten this many grapefruit in one day. 8. You don't know what you're missing. 9. If I'm at home and there's nothing to do, I'll watch the weather channel. 10. The ticket taker let me through the gate without scanning my ticket again. I don't have to talk to her. 14. What would happen if you stared at a blender long enough? 15. Why even bother? 16. I can't decide what I want to do with my life. 17. We have friends coming over in two hours. 18. My car is full of dirty diapers. 19. 
I can't decide what to wear. 20. You look like a walking condom. 21. What's in my hair? It's not butter. 24. Did you see her leaving the store with my deodorant? 25. Do I look fat in this shirt? 26. I would never tell my spouse I love him, her in public. 27. I really should get out more. 28. I think we should be friends. 29. Burning dogs. 30. Batman doing striptease. Haters, you should really stay in your boxes. You're not wanted. 32. Birthday parties. 33. People coming over to talk to me, so I'm going to either play computer games or avoid them and watch weird YouTube videos. 34. Don't use double quote marks on your tweets. Why? 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 35. The prideful swagger of my rivals. 36. That I've been away for a while. 37. That if anyone knew how many Starbucks cups I'd emptied over the last two weeks, they'd think me ill-mannered. 38. That if anyone knew how many Terry's chocolate oranges I've eaten over the last two weeks, they'd think me ill-mannered. 39. That if anyone knew how many times I'd stopped by the Lush Cosmetics counter to admire the rainbow lemons or would never get the chance again, they'd think me ill-mannered. 40. That if anyone knew how many times I'd gone to Woolies in order to get everything I needed in order to be able to sit down and watch a film at home without having to go outside, they'd think me ill-mannered. 41. The small gold-colored sparkly things my gold-colored kitten eats that I look at and just think, sh asterisk t cat. 42. That if anyone knew how much work I've done this week, they'd think me ill-mannered. 43. That if anyone knew how much work I've done for the past three days, they'd think me ill-mannered. 44. That if anyone knew how much work I have to do in the next two days, they'd think me ill-mannered. 45. That if anyone knew how much work I have to do for the next 10 years, they'd think me ill-mannered. 46. That if anyone knew how much work I had to do for the rest of my life, they'd think me ill-mannered. 47. That if anyone knew how ill-mannered. 47. That if anyone knew how ill-mannered. 48. The joy of laughing with my little sister while she tried to teach me how to ride my scooter again after I'd done a number two and almost killed myself on it. 49. The never-ending, lustful thoughts that go through my head as I wake up in the morning and realize that I'm a grown-up. 50. The fact that I'm as intelligent as ever, and that I'll never be as dumb as I used to be. 51. The fact that I'm still so much happier now than I was at 14, despite the number of times I've died. 52. That whenever I do something stupid, I get knocked over and hurt by someone who thinks it's hilarious. 53. That whenever I do something that goes against my morals, I get support from friends, family and strangers. 54. The fact that I still think I'm awesome and anyone who doesn't think I'm awesome is an idiot. 55. That I still believe in unicorns. 56. That I still believe in good people and people who will do anything they can to help others. 57. That I still believe in the good of people, despite the hate that comes from a group of people that seem to think I'm better than them. 58. That I still believe in freedom of speech. 59. That I still believe in love. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.